This is You Can Adopt, a series which explores and debunks many of the most common misconceptions about adoption in England. You'll hear first-hand experiences from many different people in all sorts of situations who've successfully adopted. Each episode is also hosted by recognisable voices who are sharing their own experiences of adoption. To find out more and to begin your journey towards growing your family, please visit www.youcanadopt.co.uk. Now, enjoy the episode. Hello, you're listening to the You Can Adopt podcast series with me, Harry Durbridge, and my fiance, me, Dean Rowland. Today, we're talking about adopting as someone from the LGBTQ plus community, and we're talking to Lorraine and Nikki, a same-sex couple who have a biological son and adopted son. One in seven adopters are the same-sex couples, but over a quarter of the public are unsure if LGBTQ plus people are even eligible to adopt. There are still clearly some misconceptions around the adoption and eligibility, which we're going to discuss in more detail today. Dean and I are engaged to married and have been together for over two years now, and we are currently going through our adoption process for ourselves. It's very, very early days, but we're at stage one, so it's going to be great to hear from Lorraine and Nikki today, as we have so many questions for them. So welcome to the podcast, girls. Thank you. Thanks for having us. us. You're welcome. So tell us, tell us a little bit about your family and what led you to go through adoption. So we've been together... um, about 17 years now and quite a long time and um, as soon as we got together so I remember even on our first date we talked about having children that was something we both wanted. Um, So you knew straight away that you both wanted kids? Yeah I think we kind of looked at it that we had that conversation very uh, right at the very beginning because we weren't getting any younger as well and it was just like okay that's what we both want in life that's really good if it wasn't what we both wanted then we would have had a bit of fun probably and then kind of gone our separate ways but we both knew that family was really important to us yeah. it's really weird because on our first date I spoke to you about adoption didn't I mm-hmm. and because yeah. I've always yeah. like known as well that I've wanted children yeah I think it was something that was always there for me, even when I was growing up, that I knew that that's, that's what I wanted. And then when you realise you're gay, you kind of think, oh, well, is this still going to be possible? Mm. So to actually meet somebody else who was having the same thoughts and thought this is something we want to do together was absolutely amazing. So yeah. I think being that little bit older as well than Nikki, I say a little bit older, I'm actually 10 years older than Nikki. I actually come from a time when it Thank really you. was... Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I, I actually come from a time when... It, it just, it wasn't possible. You could not have conceived getting married, having children or anything like that. It just wasn't part of my childhood. So to sort of like, you know, as, as time went on and then sort of like obviously meeting Nikki and thinking, do you know what, this is something I really, really want. And then both are saying, but this is something we can really do. This can actually really happen now, um, you know, for a lesbian couple, uh, definitely. But for anybody in the LGBTQ plus community, it's something that is actually part of our futures now, yeah. which is amazing. And I'm just so pleased for you guys that it will be in your future. Oh, that's so sweet. How, how did you find it going through this as a same-sex couple? Well, we started, actually, um, we went along the route of um, IUI, um, which is uh, it's just a lower form of IVF. So IVF is where they actually put the, the, the sperm and the egg in a, a, a dish and they get together. Um, so IUI is where they actually, um, we use donor sperm, um, and that's where Felix was, was born, our oldest son. Um, so that was 13, 14 years ago. As a lesbian couple, going to them and saying, this is what we, this is what we want to do, 
they were absolutely fantastic. Um, and when we started speaking to our friends and family and saying that this is what we want to do, um, everyone was brilliant. So we started with me. And again, I will make reference to the fact that I'm a little bit older. So for me, it didn't work. But we were quite fortunate then, obviously, we could swap over to Nikki. So what we did was we went and had a fantastic holiday. We went off to Turkey, didn't we? And had this five-star holiday and everything like that. Got to terms with it, moved on to Nikki. Yeah. Um, and where then, we were successful. Yeah, so we were successful and um, I had Felix. Um, Felix, yeah. Yeah, and that was brilliant. Um, and obviously having a child right from a baby and that sort of thing. Um, and then we we wanted to have another child because we always wanted to have more than one. We mm. thought it'd be nice for him, him to have a sibling. Um, so we tried again with the IUI. That didn't work. We tried with IVF. That did work. I got pregnant and then miscarried. And then we thought, Do you know what? This is actually really, it's quite invasive having yeah. IVF. And it's, it's really expensive mm-hmm. as well. And so, we again, we took a little break. We thought about it and we thought, Do you know what? Let's have a think about adoption. So we were thinking about adoption and we went to a local Pride event, didn't we, in Suffolk, in, in one of the big parks yeah. there. And they had a stand, Suffolk County Council had a stand saying, you know, um, are you thinking about adoption, LGBT people? Um, and we went along and had a chat to them. I thought we might have to wait a little bit longer because we'd had some fertility treatment recently and they... Mm-hmm. They like to know that you're completely over that. Part of it, yeah, yeah. You've got yeah. to be in the right space. So we said, oh, you know, we think it might be too soon. They said, well, come along to an evening and take it from there. And we did. And so we, then we started on that process. But we did uh, start to go along to um, that group, Sister Act Mums in Cambridgeshire. Yeah. So there are people from that who've adopted as well. So that was a group for lesbian mums and kids that we started to go to when Felix was really little, just because we wanted him to see other people in the same situation. Yeah. And there were people there that started to adopt There's as well. People, yeah, that, that had just adopted, that were going through the process. Um, within that group, they've... They've done everything. There's there's every kind of way that I think that you've... Every type of family. They've not stolen children, but, <laughs> you know, they've done just about every way that you can of, of achieving getting that child, um, which is really good, and uh, all kinds of relationships. And so, yeah, there was fantastic support from them as a group as to, you know, what to expect, what's going to come. Um, and it's good for the children as well because they can talk to each other as well so they've kind of grown up being able to sort of talk to each other about what it's like having two mums two dads two whatever so tell tell me how your adoption process went from like from the start to the end so the start is the information evening um, that we went to and um which was really good and then this is where the it's slightly different from now they have kind of um they've speeded things up they've made things a lot easier now so the next stage was when we would get introduced to our social worker um so that was again it was a conversation over the phone with a senior social worker um and then they hooked us up with our social worker with jan who retires next week who's and become a lifelong friend uh, to be honest that's literally what the question was going to be because you yeah. hear so many people go for adoption and the yeah. social worker they, they, they're friends with them for life and so they're part amazing. of your life yeah. yeah she was absolutely amazing that person will know everything about you you have to tell them things about you that you've forgotten about yeah so, yeah. so Jan was was the only social worker that you had for us, yeah. and then when it got later on in the process, and we were introduced to Zane, Zane had his own social worker, okay. who met us before we even met Zane. So, yeah. so that's almost like a she's seeing how we are and assessing mm. us. Yeah. Um, but but Jan was consistent throughout, and as Lorraine said, you just have to be completely open and honest with them. She's, you know, by the end, she knew us better than we knew each other 
because part of the process was we got interviewed by ourselves as well to talk about our life stories, you know, just to uncover anything that we might not be acknowledging that's happened Mm -hmm. in our past or just to make sure that we're okay with stuff. I think one of the things that I really took away, I remember her saying that they're not expecting people to be perfect everybody's a human being and they're also not expecting people to have not dealt with anything in their lives so even people who've had mental health issues physical health issues trauma that's happened in their lives and some of those things actually make you it's better that you can deal with a child who might have experienced trauma etc so you've you've got that strength Mm -hmm. so you have to but you have to be completely open about it because of things that you haven't resolved and then you bring a child into that situation that could be quite difficult. So you have to be completely open. I think in some of those conversations, there were tears. There were, you know, mm-hmm. it was it was really in depth. We're currently at our stage one, which is our um, our background checks, yeah. meeting with the yeah. agency, meeting with the, the council, and all that kind of yeah. stuff, yes, just yeah. to get you ready and pre- make sure they they think we're perfect to do yeah. this. So yeah. that's where we're at at the minute. So it's so lovely to obviously hear how things have changed as well yeah. with adoption and it seems to be moving a bit more quicker. Yeah. Did you guys have any like preferences when it comes to like boy, girl, age? Um, they so dictated that. They dictated it a bit. It was So I, that was bit. one of the bits that I found quite difficult is that I remember Jan, our social worker, saying, right, we need to talk about what you'd exclude and what you wouldn't have. And I was like, well, that's really harsh because yeah, there were children. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to, and she said, yeah. but be realistic. You already have a child. So can you really look after a child who has a life-limiting illness, for example? You know, and we're like, yeah, you're right, actually. We're probably not set up for that. There will be people who are, but that's not for us so it's quite quite hard but we were quite open in terms of um whether it was a boy or a girl and age but actually um the advice at that time was that they wanted a two-year two age year gap between any birth child and an adopted yeah. child so that dictated it a bit and jan's suggestion to us was that having another boy would be quite a nice balance in our family so that felix would feel he's got another another male in the house yeah. and you know with two two women um <laughs> so that's uh, and then I think some of it is just down to the children that are there and that are needing adopting at the time. I think, yeah. that's, I think literally that's the question. I mean, not even from LGBT people, but from ev- anyone you speak to, they, their first question is, do you get a choice? Yeah. What's it going to look like? <laughs> yeah. Do you want a boy? Do you want a girl? And that's literally their first question. That's yeah. what they ask you before they think yeah. of anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, like honestly, I think... And and, I, and this is what I truly think, hand on my heart, what we both think is that whatever that child comes to us, that's that will be the baby, that that's our baby at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. So there's no point of going, yeah, I want a little girl with blonde hair and blue eyes, because yeah. Yeah. No, like, normal couples don't choose, so like, why no. should we? It's your lifestyle as well. Like You, yeah. need, you need to adopt the right child that's going to yeah. work with you. Yeah. So that point during your stages that you thought, we wouldn't be able, we're not going to be able to do this. Was you ever worried that you couldn't? So I don't think that we were worried that we couldn't do it, but there were some real kind of anxiety-producing moments. So when the social worker says to me, you know, can you please give a list of all of your ex-partners, anybody that you've ever lived with, and we will go and speak to them. I was like, right, okay. (laughs) Well, this one probably didn't like me because we we didn't spit under very nice circumstances. Um, I mean, the same way they asked to meet um, members of our family as well, they, like, interviewed my (laughs) mum. And you kind of think, God, what's she going to (laughs) say? How did your mum find everything? Um, So she was really supportive. I think... um, 
I think what was quite difficult for the family was obviously when you have when you give birth to a baby and you bring the baby home everybody comes to see you everybody comes to see you in the hospital it's quite overwhelming we adopted um, a little boy who was 18 months 17 months old when he came to us and so part of the guidance was you know try not to overwhelm him so you know first of all just stay at home, um, you know, just let things be calm, let him get used to the house and you guys and obviously his brother Felix before you start to introduce loads of other people. But people were really desperate to meet yeah. him and, like, bring him presents and that, that yeah. sort of thing. That would be my mum. So just trying to... So <laughs> yeah. we met, first of all... should be as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They're really keen and they're going to love this child, you know, so much. Um, and it, I, guess that's, I guess that's one of the really moving things is your family just, you know, they just totally accept this child and why wouldn't they but do you know what I mean it's kind of like although they're an adopted child they don't see any difference which is really nice but we just had to say right okay first of all should we just meet at a play park and let him come to you don't kind of go to him and try and like fuss him too much just just be a bit chilled and that's quite difficult (laughs) how, how do you introduce people as in like do you know like if it was my mum my mum would my mum would be I know my mum, she's so extra and she would wanna be like, um I wanna introduce myself as his nan. Yeah. Do you know like right. is, yeah. do you do yeah. that straight away? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. so he has exactly the same status as Felix in that he's you know, yeah. everybody's cousin, grandson. Yeah. Our son, grandma. It's no different. Yeah. It's yeah. no different. And that's the other thing as well. It's like because um, I I also go and do um, at the preparation courses. Um, I don't know if you've been on one of those yet, but you'll have some adopters come along and have a chat on there. So I sometimes go along and do those. And on the last one I did, there was um, two gay guys there, um, and their biggest worry was. Um, what to be called and how mm. to sort that out. Yeah. And like, do you see, like you said, like with your mum introducing herself and that's what she wants to be called. How do you do that? What are you going to say? Are you going to be daddy, dad, oh, papa, whatever? Yeah. <laughs> but, we, yeah. <laughs> but we just, it just, because obviously with Felix first, so it, it just, Felix just called us mummy, didn't he? Now it's mum, mum, mum. But quite often they actually call us by our first names. Really and that, some people, oh. that upsets people. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, it's still dark when they call us. It's still in that. It, it's no different from them saying "mummy" and them saying "Lorraine." It's still in that loving. Yeah. I need your help, mummy, kind of way. I need your help, Lorraine, kind of way. So I think we did try with Felix to have like "mum" and "mummy," but it just never stuck. And like you said, he called both of us "mummy." And often when he was tiny, and it was the same with saying they'd say "mummy," and we'd both go "yes, yes," and go "not you, not you, yeah, not yeah. you." And so then it would be "mummy Nikki" and "mummy Lorraine," and then they, like you say, they've started to drop the "mummy." And I think. I think also when they're talking to their friends and their friends' mums and dads, then it's easier for them to say, oh, Nikki said or Lorraine said so that they know who they're talking about. So I I didn't really think about it before, but we've just got so used to it. We've got used to it, but also added to that, if you're out and about and you're little and is running around and, you know, they're calling you Harry... Part of you wants it's like I want everybody to know yeah. that I'm yeah. their daddy. Yeah. I'm daddy. Yeah. I'm daddy. And you and I understand. Yeah. That. I really kind of get that, and I understand that. And I felt that sometimes that, you know, or when I'm sort of like saying, well, when we get home, we'll ask mum. And I'm like, oh, that person doesn't know that I'm mum now, though. Yeah. Yeah. And you do, you do want people to know that, that you know. You don't even think of, do yeah. you? You'll find your own way. Yeah. You'll find your own way with that. Yeah. So even if you have like dad and daddy or whatever, yeah. you'll find your own way. So have you been for your, on your preparation course at all yet? Uh, not yet. Right, okay, yeah. So that's quite an emotional roller coaster for yeah. two days as well. But, you know, and you'll get to meet other people. That'd be great if there is another 
um, couple on there, same-sex couple on there, but mm. may not be. But there may be just singles on there as well, mm. uh, which, again, is, they're not excluded, um, even though people think that they are, which mm. is a real shame. Um, but that that's... That's the big stage, isn't it, really, on that? And that's when you do your safeguarding and you're going you're gonna to hear some awful stories um, about what's happened and, um, and, and not knowing whether that actually could be, your child could be from that background and things like that. They show videos, don't they, as well, of, of what, you know, uh, the child could have been through and, and things like that. So, do you know, with your child, how much detail do they go into... Uh, about their background everything it is everything everything so, you know. so we we have a folder at home that is everything about him his birth mom his birth mom's boyfriend he's he's got siblings got half siblings um we know about them we know their ages you know the dates of birth we know their names uh, we know their father's name um we they we know their uh, mental health assessments do you know where they live we know where they live, yeah, area-wise. Yeah. We, we know all of that. You are given all of that um, and all of that to read. Um, it's, it's quite a lot to deal with, yeah. actually. And I had a lot of empathy for his birth mum, you know, knowing all yeah, this stuff that she'd been anyway, through, yeah. which, yeah, I find quite difficult, actually. Mm. Um, and But he's also really interested, so... I'm assuming they do the same now, but um, when Zane came to us, he came with the life story book that the social workers had put together. Yeah, they do. They, together, they so they still do, do that, that now. Yeah. Um, so it had a picture. It's well, We've got it at home. It's got a picture of his birth mum holding him when he was little and that sort of thing, and he likes to talk about that, and because of his heritage as well, because his birth dad was from Bangladesh. Mm. So um, he there's a map of Bangladesh, and he likes to talk about Bangladesh, and we try to make sure that we talk about that. So we're very open yeah. about where he's come from, although he can't remember any of that. Yeah. You guided when to talk about it, or do they say, like, it should just come natural? Like, yeah. I, I don't think there was any guidance on when to sort of, like, talk to him about any of this. It was just... Um, Right from again, because he was that little bit older, he obviously couldn't at eighteen months he couldn't really understand yeah. kind of too much, but once he got to a point where he could it was we it was having to have conversations about that that you're adopted, but also having conversations about your family set up mm-hmm. so yeah, you've got two mummies, mm-hmm. um but you know some of your friends in school and and so you we do quite often we sit down and you talk about you know mention any of the children's names, but mm-hmm. you know child a. Their family set up is, you know, mummy and daddy split up when they were young and they spend half their time here and half the time there. Another child, oh, they're both their mummy, they've got mum and dad at home. We're rural Suffolk. I don't believe there's any others in the school, is no, there? I, don't I think no. we are the only gays in but the I... village. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And um, Sorry, yeah. yeah, so you, you've, it, those kinds of things, you, you just get to a point where you think, oh, actually, we do need to talk about this. We do need to explain why he's got two daddies, yeah. why she's got two daddies, um, how, you know, how we actually got you and, and that kind of thing. Um, it, it'll just come. It'll just naturally come. There are some great books out there as well for yeah. you to and get. Does, does he ask a lot of questions of, of like, about his real birth parents. Oh, always. He does. He'll go through little phases and then he'll ask quite a lot. So I think that's one of the advantages of being a gay couple is because it's obvious that we didn't have our children in the the biological way of a man and woman getting together. They very quickly realise that and then ask questions. So it, it, it comes quite naturally and we've never 
try to hide that at all. So, yeah, he does. He's really interested in all of that. And I think it's really important that he we give him a sense of sort of belonging and we give him those kind of roots to find out more and, yeah. and that sort of thing. When you first picture starting a family, in your head, you always picture a family with a baby. Don't yes. You just automatically first yes. do that. And that's what we kind of did mm. in the beginning. Um, and then it weren't until we kind of like actually thought about him was like, we would be, for us, a baby is a one month old or a five year old, you know, like, mm. so then when we started looking into it, we were more open to age and stuff like that. But also I'd like to know, I'd like to um, learn things as I went along, mm. like, yeah. like if anyone else was having a baby themselves, like, cause yeah. if I, if I was having a, if I was a woman and having a child on my own, there's going to be loads of stuff that I don't know and I'm going to learn with nappies and, you know, like, mm-hmm. and things like that. And I, I almost want to learn some things as I go along, so almost be a bit blind. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right because yeah. part of this is it's, it's just about becoming a parent. Yeah. So there are some special things about adoption, but actually a lot of it is the same as having a child for the first time. You know, you'll be learning all those things and they, they are just a child and they are unique. So they'll be themselves. So you could do loads of preparation. You could read loads of parenting books and actually your child might not do the things that they say yeah, in the parenting yeah. books. So your, your child might start at chapter three and not chapter two. And then what yeah. do you do? Because you haven't got to chapter three. So, you know, they're going to do what they want to do. What, one question, Aria and I, what was the hardest part about it all? The waiting outside the room for the adoption panel. So you, everything else, you are just going along, going along, you're filling out the forms. Then you have a period of time when nothing's happening and it's just like, oh, okay, let's just carry on with our lives and they'll come back to us soon and keep going on. And then what happens is, is they, she says, right, okay, I'm ready to put you through, forward for adoption. Okay, so this is just for you to be approved to be adopted. Um, and it's this is for me anyway. I mean, it might have been slightly different for Nikki. Um, but so you get that and you're getting the thumbs up and it's like, right, okay. And she wouldn't put you forward if, you know, Jan wouldn't have never have put us forward if she wasn't sure. But she'd go along and you sit in a room and there was 12 of us in there. Um, and they go around asking you questions, going around this room and everything. And then you leave the room and you go into another room and they're sitting there discussing you and they're going to come out and tell you whether they feel you're suitable to adopt a child or not. So actually that, yeah, that, I mean... Was there a lot chewed the paper mug to pieces. Did you cry yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I cry at anything. So, yeah, it, yeah, there was definitely tears. Cry? Yeah. I think for me, it was so the day that we um, collected Zane. So just to talk about what had happened. So we were told about Zane in, I think, the May of, of that year, 2012, the Olympics year. Um, and we were told little bits about him and um, knew that he was available. Started to go through that process. And then um, when we were given the go ahead that, yes, we would adopt, them, although, adopt him. Although actually, you're still not given that adoption order until after He's come to the legal adoption happened a few months afterwards. It's, well, it's up to six months. To six months afterwards. So, but we've got to know him. And it's not yours. Mm. They're not yours at that point. They're yeah. still looked at. They're still the local authority. And we, it's like little things like we were going away. So we had to get permission from the um, most senior person yeah. at Suffolk County Council yeah, for us away. to take our child out of the country. So we had to get a letter and everything. And then they had to sort a passport out for him yeah. as well, didn't they? And just look, and that was a real, like, 
it's not yours yet. Yeah, so you yeah. can't do everything you want because it's not yours yet. Sometimes I don't know how to say certain words of when I'm talking about adoption, like, oh, when do we pick him up? Do you know, like, oh, and things right, yeah. like that. Like, yeah. And I worry that people, like, when yeah. we talk about it, I worry that people, like, yeah. judging us, like, yeah. as in... As if it it's was like, like an item. Like, yeah, it's like um, sometimes when you say, into, like, let's say, like Zane came and joined our family. Yeah. Or we picked Zane up and things. It's, it's more loving, it's more affectionate by saying, oh, he came and joined us, he made our family complete on this day. Um, and things like we have Zane Day every year. We have Zane Day in August, and he chooses what's, what he chooses what he wants to do on that day. Um, it, you know, because it's in the holiday, so it's quite handy. What we're going to have to eat that day, and that kind of thing. And that's Zane Day, because that's his special day. So that's the day he came. That he to actually us. came that's to the us. Yeah. yeah. So I think you know, don't worry too much about using yeah. the right language because your ability to be able to love this child will come through. Like, you know, how you yeah. talk about it is less important. It's just important. because I worry, like, even when we have conversations with our friends and we, we're, we're talking about adopting and we talk about that day and, like, sometimes I'm like, I, I don't... If I was talking to one of the social workers and I said, oh, so when do we get him? Do you know, like, I, I, I always worry that... You, when you speak to your social you... worker, you will spend your whole time worrying about what you just said. Yeah. And when the social worker leaves, you're going to sit there, the pair of you, and go like, oh, God, did I say that right? Was that OK? Do you think I made yeah. myself clear? Do you think I need to give them a call and actually just make myself clear what I actually meant by yeah. that? Um, and there was one time when there was something that I was explaining, which was actually something about Nikki, because they'll come and meet you on your own as well, and you have chat to them. And there was something that I said, and then she brought it up with Nikki, and it was actually how I'd said it and her interpretation of what I'd said wasn't actually what I meant at all. And so we had to kind of clear that up. And that's the good thing is, is that they will come back and say, OK, so last time I was here, you said this. Is, is that what you really kind of meant? Um, but you will do that. You will have times when you just kind of think, did I just say that completely wrong and you're going to be overthinking it? If you want this to happen, you will absolutely get there. Like, heritage-wise, like, was that important to you? It is important. It is something that we think about quite a lot. We, I remember I rang a friend of mine before we kind of made the final decision and said, look, you know, there's a child who's of mixed heritage and, you know, we're two white women. We haven't got that experience. Mm. Um, what do you think? And we talked it through and she's somebody that we've, you know, spoken to that, you know, Zane knows and we've got a couple of people within our circle of friends um, who are from different ethnic backgrounds that we do check in with sometimes yeah. and we make sure that Zane is involved in that as well that um, you know and that he knows about his heritage as much as we can describe it to him but it has meant that we've had to learn some stuff um, we have unfortunately he has unfortunately experienced racism that's been quite overt at times it's been less overt sometimes and that was a shock for us as white women yeah. we've never had to experience that um, and it makes us very we didn't have the Felix, of course. Yeah. And again, yeah, we had black and Asian friends and they would talk to us about racism. And I, I never tried to deny that racism existed. Mm. But actually, when you're faced with that, somebody insulting your child mm. or judging your child, it's absolutely shocking. And I, But I think all those experiences that you've had and also being a same-sex couple, you'll have experiences of, of probably discrimination, yeah. being judged. You can bring that to whatever your child is having to deal with. Mm. So whether that's racism whether that's you know that people might say things about the fact that they've got two yeah. gay dads you that's know they one might of the do things that I've and I've always 
been worried about is that would my child get bullied because yeah. they've got two gay dads? Yeah. Like I've always always worried yeah. that, and part and I've always thought like, am I doing the right thing because of it? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. but yeah, it's so again. I guess maybe it's because it's Royal Suffolk. I don't know, but. Uh, you know, for both Felix and Zane, it's it's not been a problem at all, is it? They've no, in fact, they've had um, so many times they've actually had like people say to them, "You're so lucky having two mummies," <laughs> and you're just kind of thinking, "What do you think yeah. you're getting?" But also, um, I've also heard it on the fact that you, it's so good that you've got two daddies because you get to play all the time. Because <laughs> there is a little perception that's what dad comes home and does is just play with the kids and everything. So you know, there are kind of little misconceptions out there, but they just kids just do tend to most of the time take it in their stride once when we when we was on loose women um i'd say probably like 95 percent of the reaction from it was always lovely anyway yeah yeah um but yeah why i did you, get comments the five percent yeah i know because that's what it sticks them? out to you and i did yeah. get comments like on instagram people message me saying it's disgusting um blah like two men and i actually replied to one of them and said one of the comments said, uh, it's disgusting that two men want to want to have a child. It's not normal. And I, I replied saying, I would rather, if it was me, have two dads that love me than yeah. a mum and dad that doesn't. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that's where it made me grow up as well because yeah. I thought, at the end of the day, like we're now in this position, the same as you, that we've got a, a chance to educate people as well. Yes. And especially, we have, yeah. I think... LGBTQ wise is so important the education part for it mm-hmm. whether it was talking about adoption or educating people on being gay do you know like I just think I think years ago something like that would trigger me and I would have an argument about it whereas now I just feel like we should actually just educate people yeah. as much as we yeah. can and I think that we probably know far more LGBT people than these people yeah. that want to make these comments never met anybody yeah. in the community that is like that or would be motivated for those reasons. Would you encourage more people from the LGBTQ plus Absolutely. community to go for adoption? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, so I think anybody can be a parent if they've got, you know, the right capacity within them. Their sexuality, their gender shouldn't make any difference whatsoever. But also it's because there'll be a proportion of, of children who are LGBTQ plus. Yeah. So actually, how fantastic to have a parent who's had that experience yeah. as well, or to have role models like you guys, you're quite well known, have that out there that you're adopting is just brilliant. I think it just makes it much more inclusive and that's not the most important thing about you. There's There's been times that I weren't sure if we could adopt. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like before beforehand thinking, I used to think, is there a time difference? So... A straight couple, if they get if they get told it's two years, does that mean it's four years for us? Do you know? Like yeah. I, I never knew. I always thought that it was going to be different. Basically, that, yeah. that's so sad as well, isn't it? Because yeah, that's that just we put because we've in always that. felt that things are harder. Yeah, because we're gay. But it, it, I think growing up, like I think generation-wise, now it's so different. But I think growing up was hard. Do you know? Like, and there was discrimination and things were different and yeah. so you just automatically when we was looking into adoption thought it would be different like we're going to be treated different yeah. uh, will people respect us like will people think that we're a bit of a joke doing it 
Do you know, like, so many questions come in, come into it, and there isn't enough people out there to to look at and think or ask a question to. Mm. You're so right, because people never make those assumptions about, you know, say a a celebrity heterosexual couple having a baby, you know, covered in Hello Magazine, OK Magazine. Nobody would would think that's a joke or question their motives. It's just celebrated. But you're absolutely right that there is something different, which is why it's really important to talk about. For our boys, like, they think it's totally boring that we're lesbians. They think it's totally Mm -hmm. normal. And, like, please don't start talking about the lesbian stuff again, (laughs) being lesbian mums. And I remember, like... Like, you know, buying books, like picture books where, like, you know, Heather has two mummies and this sort of thing. And they're like, no, just read the Spider-Man, please. You know, to them, it's really not an issue. They genuinely feel, very, I think, very proud of who they are and where they come from and are able to talk about that. So I don't, you know, we haven't experienced them being bullied or anything like that because of it. There's just ignorance sometimes, lack of understanding. And we've also had it so because um, you get sleepovers or, you know, coming after school and that kind of thing. And quite often you'll be sat there and the the, the friend will just blurt out something about like, oh, so why does saying, why has he got two mums or why is whatever? And basically, what's you know, I'll be honest, sit down, we'll talk about adoption, we'll talk about what, however we've gone, kind of gone down this route. The fact that, you know, we're together because we love each other. That's, you know, that's all it's about, really. And then I kind of always speak to the parent after and say, oh, just to let you know, you might get more questions or whatever, because they asked. And they were like, no, no, and I'm happy. Whatever you said, more than happy with. Like, Have you found n- any, like, parents at school, like, been, been funny with views or...? No. No, They've not been at really all. accepting, understanding. Really, really accepting. Um, I don't know if sometimes I wonder if it makes us more popular. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a bit of a novelty. It's a bit of a novelty. Yeah. A bit of a novelty. Thing. Yeah. Because, yeah no, I honestly think the way that the world is moving, the same way that it's moved with the LGBTQ plus community, where we were 30 years ago to where we are now, Absolutely. it's it's going to be the same with, with yeah. the adoption process as well. And yeah. no one's going to even turn a blind eye to it in 30, 50 years' time, are they? Because the way I'm the world I'm wondering how be... much they are now, mm-hmm. to be honest. I think that people are just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Why, yeah. why are you making a big deal out of it? Just, you know, it is think, what it is. I think you're but right, but... 30 years would be great. It'll, yeah, it'll exactly. be history. Mm. Yeah. Be- because we know there are still lots of children who need to be adopted as well, though. Yeah. There are children who spend too long in care. And like we said earlier, that then when they get to that age, maybe six or seven, so it becomes more difficult for them mm. to be placed. So actually, we need as many people as possible to come forward to yeah. the adoption process, just to widen Regardless. that net. One of Regardless. First, one of the first questions anyone asked us when we say that we're adopting is, oh, why are you not getting a surrogate? Like, as if that's just normal, do you yeah. know, like, and because yeah. we're gay men, I think people think, oh, you, should, you just naturally get a surrogate. And I think for us, like, we just know that there's so many children out there. Yeah. Um, and we know that we, we've got as much love as anyone. We, we would bend over backwards to, to love a child, you know, mm-hmm. and if we, can, you, if we can help someone... You've got no idea how, much that, how hard that love's going to hit you on the way back. Really? Yeah. Well. It makes me feel like a bit emotional even mm. when I think about it now. Yeah. Like, because, like, like I said, I've always wanted children mm. ever since I was about 17. Mm. Yeah. Um, to the point, like, before I met Harry, to the point I, I, had, I spoke about it with my mum and she was like... And I, I didn't think I was probably going to have children mm. because I never thought I was going to meet someone... That I love, but and then obviously you do. So then you just look into it even more. Like you think about it even more. I think we're very lucky where we live, 
um, and the society that we live in that this is acceptable and is okay and you can have your dream. Would you ever, would you ever take Zane to like Pride events and yeah, God, yeah. like. See, I would love to what do that June as well. June 20th, Ipswich Pride. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we did, we did last year, yeah, actually. Did last so year. there was Cambridge there. Pride the first time. It was their first one. First one for Cambridge. We, yeah. we took him to that last year. Yeah, we, we go along to events like that, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah that's lovely. Like, I would love to do that as well. Not yeah. to, like, just to show them the the difference of life as well. Like, yeah. even when we went to Pride last year... You notice how much it's changed because there's so many like parents there, whether it's same sex or straight, but with their children as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like so lovely to see. Because really, it's just it's just a celebration of love and attraction, isn't it? Those yeah. sorts of events. It's and celebrating individuality, and it's really important for children to see that. Because where we live, our children don't see a lot of different types of people. So actually to go to an event like that where they see not only lesbians and gay people, but trans people, yeah. non-binary people, that's really important for us that they see that. Do you think that LGBTQ community in general now feel much more empowered that they can adopt? Yeah, yes. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, I think we're getting that. And again, just go back 15 years and don't think we would have felt like that at yeah. all. Um, but yeah, it's come on massively now. And I think I, it's more, yeah. more okay. I think adoption in general, there's quite a lot of myths around it. So I don't think it's something that is well understood by people who haven't been through it or haven't been close to people who've been through it. Um, so I think it's really important to talk about generally anyway because I don't think a lot of people think about it as an option I think they think a lot about fertility treatment and like you said having yeah. a surrogate etc they don't necessarily think about adoption yeah I mean it's so, so like you say Zane was 17 months when he came to us so not a baby but still a baby mm -hmm. kind of thing but that attachment and everything it still came even though you know there wasn't the skin to skin as a baby or kind of any of that stuff the attachment still came yeah definitely it, it, yeah. I remember sort of kind of falling in love with him not in a romantic way but in a kind of like just falling for yeah. him this new person in my life yeah. and having been through it through both so we've had a birth child I gave birth mm. to Felix so I know what that feels like and so you do think well will it feel the, the same? same but it yeah. still hits you 100% it just completely yeah. hits you and you're just absolutely yeah. besotted with this child was that feeling like though of, of bringing bringing him home what, what did that I just can't imagine how that would feel it was kind of like, because it, it was the same with Felix, of, shit, this is it now. <laughs> this is just us. Yeah. This, this is us now. This is us making all the mistakes, making all the decisions. This is us now. No one else. Mm. Okay, the adoption, they're, they're still there in the background, as I said earlier, but it, it's you now. Mm. It's pretty momentous. It feels like a big thing. But also... You know, depending on the age of the child. So Zane was 17 months, so he was also a toddler and, you know, yeah. having tantrums yeah. Yeah. and yeah. throwing things around. And I remember when we first sat him in the high chair to have his dinner and he just, like, plastered the walls with <laughs> yeah. all of the food. So you've, so you've got all the emotional stuff. Yeah, this is really huge. But you've also just got the practicalities yeah. of looking after a, a toddler, which is hard work. Yeah. How did Felix feel about it, like... Do you know, like, did, did he ask questions? So Felix was really excited about getting a, a brother um, and he talked about a toddler because we said 
probably won't be a newborn baby, be a little bit older. He had to be interviewed as well. So he was interviewed as well. He was part of the process and we talked to him about it the whole way through. Um, And um, he did enjoy it a lot, first of all, when it was a novelty. But then we just had the normal sibling rivalry and it's still the same now. When they get on... They got on like a house on fire and they tickle each other and they... Rough Annoy and, the hell out of us. And <laughs> that's when they're the most yeah. annoying because they're really loud, you know, yeah. these two boys in your house. So I've got friends who have, you know, children who sit down and colour at a table. <laughs> Our children have never done that. They're just big and wild and run around. So, so they, get, they sometimes get on really, really well, but then when they don't get on, they fat like, fight yeah. like cats. Cat and dog, don't they? Yeah, they, they, they it's any, completely normal. Siblings. I, me and my sister used to. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. not an adoption thing, and that's why we so often we have to. Because people say to us, "Oh, is it because of Zane's background?" Yeah. Like, no, it's because they're brothers. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they'll do. I'll start with you, Felix. Um, do you remember the day that Zane came home? Yeah, I do. Yeah. How did you feel? Yeah, it was. It was alright. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember it very vaguely because it's a long time ago. Yeah. And how did you feel about getting getting a brother? Yeah, I thought it was a good thing, yeah. Yeah, I was happy. And what is the most favourite thing like you like to do with your brother? Like spending time together? What, what do you both love to do? Play on Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what everyone would say now, the, <laughs> yeah. that Xbox. <laughs> Does it feel any different for you that you know that he was adopted? No, it's like, you know, family's family. Yeah. So I'm going to come over to you now. Yeah? You ready? Yeah. <laughs> so how does it feel to have a big brother? Fun. Spend time. Have fun. Is it, is it amazing having a big brother? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your favourite thing about him? That is fun to play with. (laughs) And he has an Xbox that you both share, yeah. (laughs) Um, Felix, how does it feel having two mums? Well, I mean, like, it's different, but... I mean, I've known... haven't known anything else, so, yeah, it's like... Have you ever had, like, say, friends at school, like, talk about the fact that you've got two mums rather than, than a straight couple? I... Well, yeah, I guess, but not really behind my back, sort of way, really. Yeah. You've clearly got two mums that love you to death. Do you know that? <laughs> two amazing mums. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How lucky he is. I think I want to join your family. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? I want to thank both of you because I just feel like you've answered so many questions for us, but not only just answered them, you've opened them so, answered them so freely as well and honest. We're, we're both sitting here, but you, the amount of people that are going to be listening to this that that you've probably both inspired and you've probably helped as well, you should both honestly just be so so proud of yourselves. I think and we're all inspired, yeah. All of us, so, and I think that you know, hopefully, people will follow your journey as well, and that will help more people kind of go down this route as well. Mm. It's Good been, luck to you. It's really. been so lovely chatting to you both. So honestly, thank yeah. you so much and. Yeah. Uh, well, let's 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 meet up. Let's catch up. Oh, well, <laughs> I want to meet you, little. Lady. Well, here's to LGBTQ plus yeah. community adopting. Definitely mm. great. Thank you. Thanks Thank you. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to this episode of You Can Adopt. The whole series features many different and interesting stories from adoptive families, so please do check out the other episodes. For more information, visit www.youcanadopt.co.uk and begin your own journey towards growing your family.